And the question that I have this week <laughs> is how did the first year of freelancing go for you? Ever wish life had a... <clears throat> ever wish life had an undo... Ever wish life had an undo button? With over 30 years experience in the creative industry, Matt and Dylan spill their secrets and share their insights about business and design. All to try to save you an undo. This is the Command Z Show, presented by Made by Things and Mingus Design. Welcome, everybody. We've got a special podcast today because it's not just Matt and I for a change. We've got our friend Audrey Steeman in the house. Audrey has been somebody that I've known for several years, and uh, we go back to CCAD days when you were in that special group with the special kids. What was it called again? Uh, AdGraph? Or the AdGraph, right. Um, advertising, graphic design, uh, collective. Yes, the collective. AdGraph, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so pretentious, <laughs> but great group. I'm just kidding. It was a great group of folks, and I loved being around them. But before we get there and talk a little, a lot more about Audrey and what's going on with her, let's talk about what we're doing. Matt, you go first. Oh yeah. So uh, hi, hi. My name's Matt. Um, <laughs> it's been uh, it's it's been a week. Um, really trying to just. I feel like I say the same thing every single week where it's like, I'm just trying to get things organized so that my life isn't so stressful. Yeah. That's, that's what you say every week. Essentially True. what I'm, what I do. Right. Um, but I, I also have a couple of little side projects that I'm trying to work on, which shocking. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I've been trying to take a break from a lot of that stuff, but there's, there's certain ideas that I just can't stop thinking about. And whenever that happens, it's like, well, I don't know. I have no choice but to kind of follow it. Uh, and it's <laughs> going to sound super weird, but um, it's more about like, it's more about real estate. <laughs> um, so my, my umbrella is that everything that I do will fall under a creative umbrella in some way or another. Um, and I've always wanted to kind of get more involved with real estate. So I've been trying to figure out like, okay, how do I mix creativity and real estate? Cause I'm not going to just going to like buy a house and flip it and sell it. That's not interesting to me. Um, so I have some, some ideas that I'm, I'm working on with that. Okay. Wow. That's a, a bit of a new thing. That's <laughs> so adult of you. Really? <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's only new to you. It's been in my head for that's years. <laughs> true. It's yeah. the first time that I kind of say these things, but it's sourdough bread. I want to buy buildings, <laughs> start new businesses. Um, yeah. Dylan, what are you working on? Well, good luck with all that. Uh, I'm, I'm working on some stuff for the fort, which is where I have my office down here at the fort on the south side of Columbus. We've got a few things happening. Actually, there's a lot happening down here. There's a multi-million dollar renovation project about to kick off and uh, lots of things around that. So one of the things I get to work on, though, is working with Mandy Kasky. If some of you mm -hmm. know her, she's a... Yep. a I truly a graffiti artist at heart, but also a fine artist and a muralist. So she's here at the fort now. She's actually in my old office space right down the hall. And we're starting to work on what the murals look like for this building and also what the wayfinding looks like. So lots of things happening there. Amazing. Audrey. That's going to look so cool. That's going to be cool. Uh, yep. Yeah. What about you? Um, for me, I'm working on a, an illustrated book spread for this um, this large hotel company. Um, 
and uh, it's it's this vintage style that I that I love so much. I'm super excited about it. Um, doing a bunch of illustrations, a little bit of animation here and there for another client. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of it right now. So not it's a shock, fun. not a shock to anybody from what you just said, <laughs> as to one of the reasons why Audrey's on the show today, and that is because like Matt, like me, like Audrey, we have the uh, the blessing really of being able to do a lot of different things like you just heard Audrey just Audrey describe like you just heard Matt who's actually making sourdough while I'm saying this he's actually <laughs> kneading the bread with his fists like a I maniac wish. I have uh, I, I did make pizza yesterday though so made pizza while he was changing a diaper wait what no never mind no <laughs> it's probably happened at some point edit that out both need an apron so. <laughs> nice uh, so we are we are uh, similar animals that way and uh, more specifically to why Audrey's here today is, as many of you have heard Matt and I talk about in the last several episodes, we are uh, now recording episode eight. Matt and I talk a lot about what it's like to run a creative business. And Matt and I, as some of you already know, are a couple generations apart. I'm the old guy in the room. Matt's the not quite middle-aged guy. Oh. <laughs> I feel pretty middle-aged. Okay. <laughs> today you feel middle-aged. Uh, and then... Audrey is the young talent in the room, uh, the up-and-comer, the rising star, uh, shaking your head, uh, trying to <laughs> downplay all those words. But um, I'm blushing. Fair enough. But I, I truly can, I can truly and honestly say you do have many talents, and we're thrilled to have you here today. And so getting to the topic of the day, which I'll let Matt ask the question, Audrey has just finished year one uh, on her own. And that's really exciting and really crazy scary. So with that, Matt, I yeah. bet you have a burning question for Audrey. <laughs> I do. Um, to kind of continue what you were saying, you know, it's, you know, Audrey, I've, I've known you for three, four years, something around mm -hmm. there. Um, you weren't even, you weren't even in one of my classes, but you kept showing up. I lingered. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's something that is pretty eye-opening. So you know, in the, in the t time that I was teaching, there's, there's certain people that always stood out as, as, I don't know, giving the kind of effort that you just didn't see others necessarily doing. And it's not to say anything bad about anybody else, but sure. there's, there's certain people that just always stand out and uh, you were absolutely one of those people. And, um, you know, I, I feel like at the beginning when we introduce you, we should start listing all the awards that you're going going to win <laughs> no. someday, right? Uh, and no pressure at all. But <laughs> right, sure. she has an Emmy. She's got a Tony. <laughs> she, I don't know how she got it, but she's got a Tony Award. Uh, anyway, um, so following along with just kind of your journey over the last few years has, has been very rewarding for me on a few different levels and very inspiring, honestly. And, yeah, it was about a, a year ago that you decided to uh, make the leap – on your own and the question that i have this week <laughs> is how did the first year of freelancing go for you it was not that bad <laughs> great all right <laughs> so we're, we're done yeah then. no <laughs> that's a wrap <laughs> yeah, that's a wrap we're good to go um yeah no it was um it was a little chaotic i mean as naturally as you know freelancing out of the jump kind of goes but um yeah it went a lot smoother than i expected and i think I kind of owe a lot of that, and, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I at least think that kind of owe a lot of that to 
just all of the knowledge I tried to intake beforehand. I had a lot of time on my hands, especially with 2020 being what it was and and trying to just listen from other perspectives of, of how their experience in freelancing and business owning was and uh, whether it was people that I knew or just, you know, people that I didn't online and everything and um, trying to learn about what it's like to own a business and even if it's just being a solo freelancer and um, and just all of the all the little things to kind of keep in mind and I don't know that's just kind of how I am too like I, I try to be as prepared as possible for anything even though that's kind of not how life goes <laughs> life is pretty unexpected in a lot of ways but um, but yeah that's it, it was a plan for a long time and and it's funny because I, I went freelance a year ago but technically I should have been freelance for two years now because or around that because uh, it was planned a lot, a lot further than than that. Um, but because of 2020, that kind of pushed things off a bit and tried to just regroup and, and slow down a bit and save up a little bit more money at the job that I was at and um, and yeah, just go from there. So I, I really don't regret what, what I did, even though the job that I was at was not super happy at and, and it was, you know, especially during 2020 and all that stuff. and and whatever but um but yeah i think i think it went super well do you i, th- I think that's a it? that's a fair filter to put on any job you've had in the last year or two for anybody working anywhere is that the conditions sure. of that place are going to be skewed at best mm-hmm. because of the stuff that we're all trying to sort through so i guess that's a nice way of me saying don't trash your last job uh, live on our podcast because that's not <laughs> how we roll here but <laughs> anyway matt you do were you, asking something i'm sorry yeah do you Here's the, here's the thing that I see a lot. I think we talked about this uh, a couple episodes ago. I see a lot of people that, that take a lot of time to really plan, and they want everything to be perfect whenever they, you know, make this leap of faith, right? Um, looking back now, how do you feel about kind of the amount of planning and the amount of studying that you did before you finally took that leap? I think it was all things that I needed to to kind of know anyway, um, and I think it kind of helped that I just kind of had that all in the back of my mind before starting and just kind of knew what I was getting into rather than trying to find it along the way um, and being a little bit more frantic in that way. So I don't like being frantic. Um, but yeah, I think I think it all helped for sure. Well, I, I, something that Matt and I touched on at least once in previous episodes is there's a there is a cultural, and I might offer um, a little more focused generational thing with uh, younger designers that I talk to that feel like they need to, kind of like Matt said, they have to have everything buttoned up just right. And my hopefully graceful reaction to that is that we we, we, we do live in that, we all live in that culture. And um, I believe we live there because we, are we are victims is not the right word here but we are conditioned to things like google telling us that the answer should be fast all the time never a a pause and i think it's a really awful way to to uh it's an awful thing to do to yourself to to believe that you have to answer something quickly all the time um no to pretend that you know everything all the time Mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is i i do see more of that tension to answer quickly and know something or pretend like you know something much more in in the 
in your generation than, again, I see it everywhere, but I see it more in yours. Do you, do you feel that pressure or is this just like the old guy talking? All the time. No, it's, it's insane. I think I read or listened to someone talk about something similar in that vein of just our attention spans now are, are shorter than a goldfish's, and that's kind of scary <laughs> where we're like, you really have to get the answer or, or grab the hook um, from something like within the first couple seconds. And, and if not, then like we'll move on and, you know, people, people be bored of it pretty quickly. And that's kind of scary. Um, which and I, I'm not sure if that's a testament to why TV shows now, I think are so much more popular than movies. And that just, I'm not sure if that's just my opinion, but I feel like the, the age of TV now, just because it is a lot shorter um, of a time span to, uh, to go through than movies and um, YouTube and just shorter bits of content and all that stuff, I, I think is kind of due to shorter attention spans. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel that pressure and, and trying to keep up with it is just something that, yeah, I don't want to torture myself with, um, but it's it's always going to be there and hopefully it doesn't get too much worse. But, um, but yeah, just always trying to adapt for sure. During this first year, I'm curious how things went according to your plan, I guess. Like, <laughs> as as far as, like, I don't know, your expectations of that first year, how was it different or how was it the same? Yeah, I, I will say I didn't try to have too much of a concrete plan for my first year. As much of, like, the planning and, like, studying <laughs> that I did beforehand, I didn't want to make these big, grand, like, first strokes I guess uh for my first year just because I I truly didn't know how it was gonna go and and I was excited for that because having that freedom and having that control over things as as much as a freelancer can um was just exciting and I just kind of wanted to roll with the punches more and people that know me know that I tried to like be pretty like coordinated and and know what I'm doing but you know like Dylan said like that's it's not really um a reality so um but I had a lot of great surprises uh, throughout the year, especially the, in terms of the kind of clients that I got and and throughout the year noticing the trend that like the the budgets that I got for, for projects got bigger. Um, every month I was making a little bit more than the last. Um, and I, I didn't necessarily have a, a certain, uh, oh, I wanna make this much money this year. Cause again, I, I was gonna have no idea. Um, but to my surprise though, um, I think by February um, this month, my official like full year, I ended up making uh, just a little bit more um, than what I did at my first full-time job, um, which you know was kind of a goal in itself, but I didn't try to take it too seriously. Um, but I, I think just knowing that like I could do that on my own um, was just a huge surprise and and just very grateful for that. Well, congratulations, because there's Thank something so to much. celebrate there for sure. Actually, if the sound quality is bad, it's because uh, Audrey's uh, talking to us from her yacht. <laughs> a lot of wind noise. Yeah, right. Um, okay. Careful I made now. just north of seven figures this year, you know? <laughs> hey, we joke, but you never know. You know, again, you know, Audrey, we're, we're not here to, to butter you up, but you, know, oh, you, know. you are here because Matt and I both admire your, what's something that you just said, we, we admire your ability to uh, be organized, uh, articulate. Those things sound really trite to some people, I think, but I'm, I am always focused on people, uh, especially students uh, like you were when I first met you, students who are proactive 
in their communication and articulate in communication. That to me says that's a person who has uh, had some mentor over the years to guide them towards uh, writing and reading skills. Again, sounds really basic, like, well, yeah, no kidding. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of people can't do it well. Mm-hmm. I don't claim to be a master of it either, but I am always aware of people like you. And you have you had my attention early on because of those two things, or being organized and being articulate. I didn't know the quality of your work, but I was sure going to take a second glance at it when I did see it because of that because of that introduction. So uh, again, not here to butter you up. I'm just telling you what I saw, and uh, it means a lot. And I, obviously, my point in saying that to you is not only to to uh, just uh, encourage you to continue on that path, which I have no doubt you will, but also to obviously say to other people listening that for those of us who have been hiring and firing people over the long haul, I definitely want to see your work and I absolutely want to see conceptual value in that work, not just nice design, Mm because we all know what art school did did to you. Here's my concepts. There's no concept there. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that ability to articulate, communicate effectively, huge. Agreed. Thank you that, so much. That's something that that I've I've noticed, especially over the last <clears throat> I don't know. It's it seems like last six months or so from you is that you're starting to communicate more publicly um, some of the stuff that you're going through right now. Tell us uh, some of the thought process behind that. I mean, I actually kind of take that from you, Matt. <laughs> Not to butter you up or anything, but I think. I'm a firm believer in that sharing process is probably one of the best things about um, creativity and design and everything is that it's not a perfect thing by any means. And and it's something that you kind of find the perfection along the way, even if it actually doesn't end up perfect, it's still something that has more value to it. Um, And sharing that with other people and, and, you know. We see a lot of people that it's something me and Dylan talked about a few times already. We see people that, you know, always want to be the the thought experts in mm-hmm. things, right? And initially, that was kind of my plan. I was like, okay, I need to be a thought expert in this thing, right? And over time, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Nobody does. Um, and I, it's it's not that, it's not necessarily that whole, like, imposter thing. It was just like, I just, I just don't know. And I don't think that anyone else knows either. (laughs) So it's, uh, but anyway, so it was like, okay, I'm just going to talk about the things that I'm kind of certain on or just share my opinions in general. And I always wanted them to feel like they were opinions. And maybe sometimes that doesn't come off, but there's, there's certain things that when you share it, it just, it helps. I don't know. I don't hope this doesn't sound bad, but it helps build that trust with people and trust is the most important thing that we can absolutely have in any business. It's like, it, it all has to start from there. If somebody doesn't trust you, they'll never purchase anything from you. Whether that's again, whether that's a, a gumball <laughs> for a quarter <laughs> or a Lexus or a, a yacht that you're on right now that, <laughs> that costs you like three and a half million dollars. Um, you know, you, you must have trust before there is, any conversation about a transfer of money and goods, basically. So for me, it was like, okay, I want to, 
just focus on that one thing. Like I want to be honest. I want to be open, but I also, you know, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Like I want to make sure that everything I speak to has something to do with business in some way. Right. Um, and it's, it's led to a, a really good response for me that a lot of the projects that I get are actually from LinkedIn at this point. Um, and, but yeah, I, I see you doing things. Um, you know, I see like, especially over the last few weeks, you've done these like, you know, clients I've worked with, um, industries, stuff like that. And damn it, you do it better than me. And I, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, not true. That's, that's what I want to do right there. So like, I, and that's, I, that's the inspiration right there. That, let me I mediate have, you know. that comment and say you do it differently than Matt does. Yes. Uh, what, and what you guys both do, both do well is Matt is you're, you're great. You're a beast on LinkedIn. I mean, you, I see you post, like you said early on, you know, you, you try to post something every day. I think it is. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm beast mode, dude. Uh, I see, you know, another post. I'm like, gosh, Matt posted again, you know, and then I have that FOMO and all that stuff kicks in. It's really like, gosh, uh, Matt posted it. Gosh, <laughs> Matt posted it. Ugh. It's always the first my thing. It's always the first thing that pops up on my LinkedIn and, and it's Look actually one of the only, uh, you know, algorithm, right? Crazy. Um, <laughs> it's actually one of the only, uh, well, Matt's one of the only people that will actually like stop to read it because because again, because of that trust and, and all that stuff. And it's, it's funny because that reminds me, like, I guess the whole reason why I do try to post and, and just be as visible as possible um, is honestly, it's more for myself. It's more of like a time capsule. I kind of mm. feel like I, I think with social media, especially nowadays, there is there's definitely that pressure of needing to be consistent and needing to fit an algorithm and, and having tags and, and all this stuff. And and I don't know, it, I see what it does to people, especially people my age, and it's it's sad. And, and, and not to say that that's not like a, a good thing for people to do and, you know, makes them happy. That's great. But um, but I, I've been down that dark hole before and it can definitely be a, a time suck, a mental suck. And uh, and I think for me, just re reestablishing for myself that like this is for me. This is just to see myself grow over time. That's one of the reasons why I started doing blog posts. Excuse me. <clears throat> It's one of the reasons I started doing blog posts and it's not as frequent, but whenever I feel inspired or feel like talking about something specific or, or whatever, um, try to do something there. And, um, and it's funny, like, I don't, I don't look at those things often. Um, but, but when I do, I'm always pleasantly surprised with like how much it kind of grew or someone says like, Hey, just read your thing. Like, this is super awesome. And just, you know, words of encouragement, but I will honestly have forgotten about it by that time, <laughs> which is, which is kind of funny. So I don't know, it's, it's more of a mental thing too. And, and I think growth is just so important to see over time for yourself. Yeah. I, I think that putting your content out there, again, going back to both of you, like Audrey, what you're putting out there in terms of the po- those recent posts with the animation, you're demonstrating your skills and you're giving information that's, that's relevant. The other thing that is relevant to the the consistency of putting content out there, and again, you both do this pretty well, is um, there's a there's a an editor in your mind. I see LinkedIn posts where guys go on for paragraphs, and I'm like, my gosh, dude, nobody's going to read mm-hmm. this. You know, you got to <laughs> you got to be able to be your own most vicious editor. And Stuart McKissick told me that back at CCAD when he was my illustration instructor. Never forgot that advice. Of, be your own worst editor. So you're both good at that. And uh, I aspire to do the same. It's uh, remarkably difficult to do because your ego's involved and there's fear and all that stuff comes into play. And next thing you know, you're six paragraphs in. <laughs> Look at you now saying way Just too rambling. much. 
like me. Um, I want to I change the subject here a little bit. Uh, go back to, you don't have to answer any of this if you don't want to, Audrey, <laughs> but I want to talk about money a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that you actually made more in your first year of freelancing than you did your previous year full time. That's incredible to me. Uh, for me, I took probably a 50% hit. For sure. That that first year. It was it was tough. That And I was probably a little bit older than you at that point. But um, So maybe I had a little bit more time to gain some more than I had to lose it all. But <laughs> um, I, I, I guess I'm curious to, to hear about as far as like, I, don't know, I mean, you talked about you didn't really have any of those expectations. But I'm curious, I guess more about the future of like now that you have this baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have these financial goals now? I do. Yeah. I think the first year was definitely more qualitative goals than quantitative. And then now I think this year having that baseline and seeing like, okay, this is where I started, um, with these numbers, these rates, um, and all that stuff. And, and let's, you know, increase the rate just a little bit and, um, and just kind of see over time what that can do. And, and I think a big goal for me too, um, something, (laughs) something that I learned last year, um, that I will never do again <laughs> is uh, the amount of, I think, overbooking I accidentally did on myself. There was definitely, especially within like the first four months, I think I was just so like, I need to get anything that I can um, because I don't know, you know, the whole classic, I don't know when the next job's going to come. Um, and luckily from the bat, you know, people were reaching out and, and getting projects wasn't a problem, but I said yes too much. I think that happened maybe like two or three times last year where there was a, it reminds me of CCAD in a way where like all the exams and all the projects that were due like fell in the same week and it was like hell week or like the the black storm or whatever. Um, But that happened a couple of times last year and, and kind of reevaluating from that, like, okay, I think this year less clients but bigger budgets hopefully. I mean, that's a, it's a big ask, but that's definitely something I'm like looking for. Um, and to hopefully double, you know, what I made last year is, is a big goal of mine too. And, and it's one of those things where even if that doesn't hit, I, I'm most likely going to make at least more what I did the first year. So it's, it's kind of the reach for the stars, you know, you land on the moon kind of, kind of concepts. Um, but yeah, and, and I know money's not everything, but certainly being on your own and, um, you know, no dependence or anything yet. It's not super vital to make so much money right now. But, but again, setting that precedent and, and setting that self-worth and just learning over time, that's, that's all I'm trying to do. Well, just to react to that again, great. Uh, you're on the right track. And guess what? I still struggle with that all the time of, uh, less clients, higher budget, um, saying no, the padding your time, you know, I, I learned that lesson actually through developers when they talked about padding cells and then somebody uh, made the comparison to padding your time and still struggle with it. I still will tell somebody I can do that in two hours. And I'm thinking, oh, you just said two hours. You know it's going to be three. Why did you do that, <laughs> dummy? So then I walk around in guilt and shame and suffer <laughs> uh, because I've overbooked myself. So, yeah, I mean, I hope... Um, I hope you can stick to the plan, um, but in the in the course of small business, as you already have starting to find out, it is like you said, trying to keep your schedule full. And uh, so you, I guess, what I'm trying to say in a lo- too long of an answer is that 
this will ebb and flow and you'll find yourself overbooked again. Um, I, I wish there was a formula that would uh, keep you from doing that. I, believe me, if I, there was, I would, I would uh, wrap my arms around it. But, um, but you're on the right track and that you're already starting to think about these things in year one. So um, yeah. I, I have kind of a, a, to go off that, to move off the money subject for just a second. Um, you just moved to Arizona recently. Is that right? Yes, I did. So Audrey was an Ohio resident, of course, CCAD grad for, uh, so being in Ohio for a long time, uh, we are now suffering in probably the uh, 27th day straight of 20 degree, I've heard. 15 degree. And, you know, I, so to ask the question, why did you move to Arizona? I was thinking, you know, that this isn't <laughs> even a sense. question, <laughs> but go ahead. Tell us why you moved to sure. Arizona. Oh, man. Um, so my boyfriend, Justin, and I, uh, we've been together now for almost three years and, um, and I'm trying to like think back, because um, yeah, I, I worked worked in uh, in Columbus, and Justin worked at Space Junk. Um, that's where we first met, and um, and then we lived together for a bit, and and then I went freelance, and um, and it was just one of those moments where we're like, okay, I mean, what's what's the next thing? You know, we we had a, a really nice apartment, and it was kind of like you know, probably the last place that we would be in Columbus. And, um, and sure, we were like kind of close to family and everything. And, and we had just adopted a dog and, and we were just like, so what's, what's next, you know, and we kind of did everything that we needed to do here. And um, yeah, it was one of those moments, I think it was around my birthday at the time. And um, we're like, okay, well, like, let's start looking like where we, <laughs> where we want to like, just jump ship and, and go try somewhere new. Um, and it's, it's certainly a lot easier when you don't have a ton of strings attached. Um, and, and we just kind of, it was just a chapter that was moving on to the next. And, um, and we looked at a couple different states, you know, we talked about Colorado, we talked about Idaho for a second too, heard Boise's kind of up and coming. Um, but I think for us too, and, and our love of nature and hiking and everything, and we thought, uh, Phoenix was a really great hub for all the national parks that are around us and great weather and, and just a change of scenery. Um, and at least, you know, we knew we were going to kind of end up out West anyway, at some point. So, so kind of at least starting there. Um, and then, yeah, we, we decided to do a weekend trip to Phoenix just to like, make sure <laughs> that we were actually going to like it and, and just kind of gallivanted around. And, um, and yeah, we, we were immediately like, yeah, this is the move. And I think the next month, by the end of the month, we were, we were driving across the country out here with our little doggo. So many questions around that, but <laughs> quick one is why two, why Phoenix over Tucson? Um, I think with Phoenix, uh, I think we were kind of looking at like industry and stuff too, because okay. Justin was also trying to find a new job out here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, so yeah, just trying to see like what the industry was like. And of course being near LA, like we we're like five hours from LA, I think. And, um, and for me, trying to see if I can get a new client base out west and stuff like that, it just seemed like a, a bigger hub that we wouldn't have to try and play catch up as much, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it is definitely a big city, probably the biggest that we'll ever be in, um, but but beautiful. Great. I think the last time I saw you in person was actually at Space Junk. 
if I that remember so correctly. That sounds right. Yeah, you were walking in as I was staying, like pulled an all-nighter to finish a mural, and you were coming in at 8 a.m. I, did, <laughs> I, I didn't know leaving. if you wanted to talk about that, but yeah, we were we were <laughs> oh, both I doing, <laughs> I was doing a mural, you were doing a mural, which mm-hmm. looked fantastic. And uh, Thank you. Same but I me- yeah, I remember walking in and thinking, wait, wait a second, were you, were you? <laughs> No, I, sh- I don't want to ask that. It's rude. But I'm like, were you here all night? Oh, man. Gosh, I, I forget I, about that sometimes, but it is quite a funny memory. Just I think it's more funnier from your perspective because I know how I was feeling, how I looked, and just all the things. And then you come in just bright and early, sunny day. Like, hey, Audrey, how's it going? I'm like, I... <laughs> I well, I think that's what that, that's what threw me was that you didn't look like you'd been up all night, but there was some, I, <laughs> oh, I forget man. what it was. There was some kind of clue, like paint. Maybe my hair maybe and... it was that no, no. Maybe it was that you were there before me because I know I got there fairly mm. early, and I'm like, yeah, wow, yeah. You, you know. And again, I I already have a lot of respect for you, so I thought, okay, she's you know able to get up and early, early rise. Burn, I should sure. I shouldn't question that, <laughs> but I don't. I forget what it was, but um, all to say, I remember thinking, man, that is a game I cannot play anymore. I mean. <laughs> 10, I took 30, advantage of it. o'clock, I'm yeah. out. Mm-hmm. You kids these days with your all-nighters. I remember <laughs> those days. Thing. Yeah, I, I don't know I if remember... I could even do those anymore. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Honestly. I, I have a memory of being on a stairwell at CCAD. I think I'd been up for 36 hours. And so this is after the Marine Corps. So, I, you know, I'm a tough guy. You know, I can, I can do this. Well, that was a whole different animal, trying to stay up all night. I mean, I did long shifts in the Marine Corps, but... um. This was weirder and different. Anyway, on a stairwell, 36 plus hours, and I remember starting to hear voices and just thinking, this okay, is, this, this is getting is, good. This, well, that was kind of the story. I mean, I just remember thinking this has got to stop, and it didn't, of course, because it's CCAD. Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, that's not a good sell for CCAD, is it? <laughs> we won't get a sponsor from them anytime soon. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I remember those days, and I don't miss them. So I, I admire you for doing it. Oh, man. I love so, CCAD. Me too. So yeah. once you once you moved out there, maybe I have my timeline wrong here, but once you moved out there, it seems like you and your boyfriend started uh, a side project. Mm. So actually, we had started that in 2020. Um, it was kind of a COVID project in a way, but um, but Justin, he has a background a little bit in, in gaming, and, and I've always been a fan of, um, you know, esports and gaming and all that stuff, too, but from a different perspective, I think from more of a creative perspective and the concept art, the characters and, you know, more of the storytelling aspect and, and him was more of a competitive aspect. Um, and uh, and I don't know, it was an idea that we were just kind of talking about because we had moved in together at that year and uh, <laughs> in 2020. Definitely a challenge at first, but it was actually like the best thing ever. And we just constantly talked creative things all the time. And we still do. It's like one of my favorite parts about having a creative partner. Um, but yeah, we talked about like, what if we could create this community of of people that, you know, we're gamers, but we're also creatives, you know, just like me and you, filmmakers, um, people with a different perspective on like what kind of, I hate the word content, but you know, that's, that's the word now. Um, but what kind of content and media is being made around gaming right now? It's all kind of copy and paste. It's pretty cookie cutter because it is such a new industry still that there isn't a lot of inspiration, a lot of things to look towards um, in terms of like how to, how to gr- make groundbreaking stuff. So we, we kind of thought like, what if we were that? And, um, 
we just kind of talked about what it would be like and, and names and and it took a long time but developing the logo for it and and doing it properly the way that you know graphic designers say that when you make a brand you want to really flesh out the whys and the the mission and you know what's the purpose of it what are the goals of and all that stuff but yeah with vandal um, it was a 2020 thing, and, and I think that year um, we ended up winning three CSCA awards for the branding. Um, I tend to forget about that sometimes, but, <laughs> but that was before we even fully launched. Um, we, we officially launched almost a year ago, uh, March 1st, and, uh, and that was kind of the public-facing, like, hey, here we are, we're a new gaming organization, as they call them, um, and we had we had everything like buttoned up and ready to go, like as, as a business, you know, and, and I think too, Justin always makes that point of, um, you know, most gaming orgs, they, it's just kind of a couple of kids that just love gaming and they're like, oh, let's, let's like make this thing together. And like, we'll find someone to make a logo for us real quick. And, um, they just kind of slap a name to it and, and announce that they're a gaming org, but there's no groundwork or, or structure there. Um, so, so we really wanted to take the time to do that. And I think we did it super well. Um, cause more often than not, most people are raving about the brand, which, you know, makes me emotional, but <laughs> it's kind of my baby too, but it's gutsy. Yeah. I'll tell you that, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a stickler for logos. It's what I do. And, um, that's, yeah, that took some guts because it's, it's, it's out there and it's, it's, um, atypical. So once you kind of, you know, you build this sort of team with this great branding and everything. Um, the team has now competed a, a few times. How's that? How's that gone? Yeah. So that was a goal early on was to eventually have a, a Halo team. So Halo Infinite was a game that was being developed for quite a while and it kind of got delayed a couple times. And, and that was something that, cause that's, you know, kind of Justin's background is in Halo and I'm still relatively new to it, but, um, but yeah, by, I think it was December, um, so a couple months ago, was when it finally came out. And so everyone was just banking on on it being a great game and like being competitive and, and all that stuff. And I think it was more towards the later end of the year where we were trying to find a team. And um, it was just kind of a frenzy because no one really knew who the the Halo Infinite talent was because the game hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> so it was, it was a whole thing and it was, it was so exciting. It was my first ever, uh, live, um, they call them LAN events, just live area networks. Um, and so the, the energy with it was just super cool and just seeing people, um, all share this love for, for just a game, but it's more, it's more than that. And the, the community behind it. The other thing you talked about is, uh, YouTube. You're going to jump onto YouTube. Yeah, so that was that was kind of a soft launch for me. I just kind of mentioned it, and I didn't I didn't want to tease that or make a huge announcement at least just yet because I'm still well, here. We are. I know <laughs> this is the this is the uh, the actual announcement. <laughs> um, yeah, just like trying to figure out um, how I want to go about it, and and the biggest thing that I've learned um, because again, like I'm just gonna go into my study phase and and research and all that stuff and just see like what what do beginner YouTubers do, you know, just out of curiosity. And uh, I think the biggest thing that I've taken away is like, you just got to start, um, just got to hit record. It's going to be really, really bad. <laughs> the first, however many videos, and I I'm totally fine with that. I think again, Matt, you mentioned that, well, both of you mentioned the, the whole idea of like needing to be perfect and everything has to be super buttoned up and lined up before you even start. 
um, it's kind of like you just it just kind of doesn't happen with YouTube um, unless you've done stuff like that before I think so I actually was recording my first video last night um, of a uh, kind of a walkthrough of how to do a postcard so <laughs> it's uh, so it's just kind of my first test just to see um, how I want to edit stuff and, and format and everything so again more just more time capsule stuff you know <laughs> yeah I that's, think that's great I think what it is about you is that you're not necessarily how do I want to say this you don't really <laughs> seem like you're afraid of I'm terrified fa- <laughs> of, of, of failing at things and <laughs> yeah. I just you're you're always asking good questions I have to bring this up at some point and I don't know if it's the case at all but honestly it seems like you had really great parents i did and i really that's did. good that i yeah. was right about Absolutely. that you're like actually <laughs> <laughs> um, i, I mean can can you talk a little bit about like just kind of that role and that support oh yeah that kind of is where you are right now yeah i mean especially i mean i say back then but it's kind of just always been a thing to where you know your kids saying that they want to go to art school um is, you know, it's questionable and um, like you have to really ask them and make, have them ask themselves, like, are you sure? Uh, do you know even remotely what kind of goes into that? And, um, and yeah, my there were definitely like hints of doubts here and there, but that was honestly more in middle school, which <laughs> I mean, that's, that's granted. I think at one point when I was in fourth grade, I wanted to be a fashion designer. So, <laughs> so, you know, phases come and go and everything, but it wasn't until fifth grade actually where I got into acrylic painting and my, my mom got me a, in a acrylic painting for dummies booklet and a starter kit from Hobby Lobby. And that's, that's literally where my art journey began. And, uh, and I, from there, curiosity just like went through the roof I started with painting and then my grandma got me a tablet and uh so doing digital art was pretty early on Um, and then in high school there was some little classes here and there but the school that I went to was also not super art centric it was very sports centric Um, so everything that I had to do was on my own Um, everything that I did to get into CCAD and scholarships was on my own time it wasn't any projects from school or anything so um so I, I take pride in myself and the, and the discipline, I guess, that kind of comes with um, with getting what you want and, and really, if there is a goal, um, just doing whatever you can to, to get that and try to achieve that. And my parents were just nothing but supportive through all of that. They saw my growth and <laughs> my mom always says that um, she had like a little, like a fraction of the artistic quality um, that I had. Um, but mine just like skyrocketed, which I find just super humbling because she was a great artist too. Um, she actually had to help my dad pass art class <laughs> with his drawings, actually. Um, Wait, what do you mean? His art, his drawings? Uh, so they went, they, they were uh, friends throughout high school and stuff. And she had to kind of help draw his homework <laughs> and, uh, and do some of his assignments for him to help him pass. So Here's that hot take great, we were looking yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, right. Deep Sorry, dad. Um, I honestly, I, I think that that's, that's something that all three of us kind of have in common. You know, what Dylan said, we are all, I don't know, at least 10 years apart, maybe at least somewhere around there. We all believe in that discipline. And I, I think that that's one of the biggest things that it takes to be able to find success in almost anything, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not discipline, then it's luck basically. And it's like, well, 
you can't really count on luck so right. let's just be disciplined i guess <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i don't know where i was going with that. i just i just wanted to <laughs> just well, wanted to point that out i'll add uh maybe a, a question or a, a comment mm-hmm. and maybe maybe a question to it is um i was reading about that t diagram again yesterday you guys have heard this mm-hmm. right what's your what's your t where we have a, a wide, the top of the T, we have this wide swath of things that we dabble in and do. The, the T-shaped is, person. T-shaped person, yes. Mm. Right. But in some point, some of us do a deep dive, the stem of the T. And, um, you know, for me, that's lettering, period. If I had to tell somebody one thing, like, what's the one thing you do best? It's lettering. I can letter anything, anything you want right now. Don't have to look at a reference. And it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's a blessing to be able to say that quickly and know that. And that comes from a ton of discipline that I don't have in a lot of other areas of my life, but that's the one I get. So, Hey, I'll take it. So what about you guys? What's your, if, if that's true, is there a, is there a, a stem of the T that you can relate to and say, that's the thing? Go ahead, Audrey. Oh man. I'm trying to think. I mean, I think this is something I kind of struggled with, uh, honestly, even now a little bit, um, and and it's funny that, you know, people are like, oh, wow, you do all kinds of stuff. Like, you dabble in everything. I'm like, yeah, but that's not always seen as a good thing. And um, and I think for me, it's, it's very difficult for me to try and actually focus in one area. And I think I'm trying to understand what defines an area or, like, a niche or um, a certain subject matter, I guess. And, and for me, I think I've narrowed down over the years just designing for motion, motion related things, um, illustration, just kind of a conglomerate of those things and whatever happens, happens. Um, and a little bit of 3D here, a little bit of, you know, this and that there. But um, but I think overall, I think stuff that's more tailored towards entertainment and um, and just motion and, and stuff like that, just fun things. Okay. And so if you, you know, for what it's worth, Audrey, if you didn't have a an exact thing, like I can say, that's totally fine. It truly goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, which is you don't have to have this fiery answer that this is exactly what it is. For sure. Uh, if you did, I might be a little concerned, but <laughs> it wouldn't be, that wouldn't be bad either. I'd be like, okay, she's confident. Great. Roll with it. Um, I do hear everything you just said, and I there are some threads that tie those things together. Um, so I'm really interested to see where you go I'd love to revisit this conversation. If if there's some wild chance that Matt and I are still doing a podcast in five years, it'd be we will. Either way, Reunion we'll figure it podcast. out. We'll talk again. <laughs> I want to hear where you go with that. All right, Matt. What yeah. about you? Um, it's interesting that you you say that. Like, I don't know that you you feel like you do have this kind of deep area of expertise, Dylan. Um, I definitely go a little bit more towards where Audrey is right now. Honestly, Audrey, a lot of a lot of like your your general story. And just the way that you work, it just, it reminds me so much of myself. And now I'm, I'm sounding like the old guy, right? It's, but it's not just that it's, I mean, even like, you know, moving West with your boyfriend, like, you know, stuff like that is like, I, I relate to Mm -hmm. that. I, I did that myself. Like I know. Um, but to me, it seems like you're correcting the mistakes that, (laughs) that I wish, (laughs) like if I could go back and, and correct things. Like it, it honestly, it feels like you you just have such a better jump start on things, and and I, again I go back to that kind of fearless thing. I understand that you have fears, right? I'm not being literal when I say that, <laughs> I guess, but it's 
it's not letting fears prevent you from doing things. That's, that's what you're really good at. Anyway, about me now. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I guess for me, it was, you know, coming out of school, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to work at Pixar. I wanted to be the best 3D artist that I could possibly be. I wanted to be the best in the world. That's what I wanted to be. Those were my exact words at that time. Um, but after kind of digging deeper into that stuff, you start realizing that it's like, oh, no, that's not exactly what I want to do anymore. So for me, it's always been this shifting T-shape uh, <laughs> that, you know, I, I do have that depth of knowledge in some things, but then I'm like, oh, I'm really interested in this thing. So I leave that thing where it was, <laughs> and then I start trying to get better at this other thing. You're more um, of an E, capital E. I don't, I just, <laughs> it's just a weird shape. I don't know. But, you know, it became, once I started be, being good at doing 3D, I'm like, oh, you know what? This doesn't mean anything unless I have a really great story to tell. And then, like, once you're doing story and it's like, okay, I feel good about this, but what about, like, client services in general, like business development? So it's like, oh, let's shift over here now. Like, that's good. Um but now for me, it's kind of developed into, okay, become an expert as much as you can anyway in one thing and then hire somebody that can, that you could either train or they can do it better and then move on to the next thing. So for me, that's, that's kind of how things have, have shifted a lot. And that kind of, I don't know, it kind of gets us to what you were saying a long, long time ago about like overbooking yourself. Yeah. I 100% still to this day have that problem. Even with a five person team, I'm still overbooking. Oh, wow. Um, but you know, I honestly, it's, it's been the source of extreme anxiety and panic attacks of like, you know, trying to do too much with such a small team. Like a few years ago, that shit got me and it, it hurt. It laid me down, literally laid me down for like three months. I honestly am not sure how people didn't like realize that like I just went missing basically. <laughs> but anyway, I missed um, you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you know, when you when you overextend yourself for so long, I thought that I was like so strong at these things and that I could handle whatever. But at a certain point and like I would get that all the time from people like, "Oh, how do you do so much stuff?" And it's like, "I don't know, I just kind of do it." Uh, apparently it was, oh, I'm just putting off a panic attack. That's what's, that's what's happening. And, um, anyway, so I got to that point where I was like, okay, I got to change everything. I can't, I can't do all these different things. I can't like operate five different positions in, in one business. Um, so it was like, okay. And I, I don't need so many side projects. That's why it's scary for me to start getting more into other ones. But anyway, um, it was, okay, I, got, I need to sell this business because I don't have any business doing that right now. Like, I shouldn't, this is not where my passion lies. It needs to go away. Um, so it was doing that. And then it was, okay, I need to hire somebody that can just do this thing. Uh, then it was, okay, I need to hire somebody that can do this so that I can just free my time up a little bit more so I can just breathe, you know? Um, I guess all that to say, like, I don't know, if we're getting kind of close to closing thoughts here. If I had any advice for you, Audrey, and I, you didn't ask, I get <laughs> I it. I always welcome it, though. But it, it is things like that. Like, experiment, try things, right? You know, have these side projects. Um, but be careful, right? There is a price that we pay at, at some point or another. Um, 
And honestly, you know, I, I look back on it and I'm like, do I regret trying to take all that stuff on? No, I don't, honestly. And maybe that's a, a bad thing to say, but I just say be careful and make sure that if things are bad, at least you can learn something from it. At least there can be an education of some kind whenever whenever those things happen. Um Anyway, yeah, Dylan, you you go with your closing thoughts now. Uh, I'll share with Audrey what I would I've said on the podcast before, and I can't say it enough. Which is, I hope you have a good mentor in your life from a life standpoint and a design standpoint. Both it may be two different people. I don't know. You don't have to answer that, but that's my hope for you. Is that uh, in the life thing? Uh, if you have that, then then everything else will will be on track and from a design standpoint um, you could probably you won't be surprised for, to hear me say that from a design standpoint I hope that typography learning typography and being better at typography and lettering is your number one task <laughs> because um, to me that is what's communicating the thing uh, unless you're totally. doing everything from images uh, which few of us have the ability to do so anyway I'm thrilled that you were here I appreciate it I appreciate it's been a you guys pleasure having to me have the conversation yeah. I do have a quick closing thought too. Um, yeah. More so just thankful for you guys and doing this podcast. I know it sounds a little gushy, but um, as a designer and, and also someone that someone that just knows you guys throughout the years, um, Dylan, to your point, um, having mentors is such a, is, is a very important thing. And I think for me too, I've had multiple mentors at different phases of my life, especially in like college and in high school when, I was trying to get up and going with art and I was the only art kid in school and, and all that stuff. And even now, um, even as a freelancer being solo, you guys still act as mentors and, and just, just following along with you guys. And, and it's, it means a lot to, to catch up and, and all that stuff and just to hear what you guys have to say. So thank you. Oh, <laughs> if we could group hug over zoom. <laughs> I'm going to hug my monitor. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Love you guys. Love you. Love bye. you too. Thanks a lot. Bye. 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 The Command Z Show is Matt Vojak and Dylan Mingus. Have a question you want us to discuss? Send us a message at cmdz.show. And while you're at it, we'd love a quick review on the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening. Thank mm-hmm. you.